0: Welcome, it's indisputable, I'm your host, Rashad Richie, good to be with you today. We got a lot to cover today. Corrine Clark, who is co-founder of Free Press Fail, will chop it up with me today in the bullpen about Biden's pledge to add a black woman to the US Supreme Court and maybe vaccine protocols as well. Also, my contributor today, breaking down news of the day, none other than the Big Call Me Wozni, host of Woke Bros and writer at The Ringer. Top story of the day. Let's put his picture up, let's start it that way. This man, his name is Justin Julian. He has been accused and arrested for placing cameras inside of the bathroom, at an elementary school where he teaches. That's what he's accused of doing. This was in Cobb County, Georgia. A Cobb County Elementary School employee has been arrested and accused of eavesdropping on students as young as eight years old in a school's bathroom. The criminal warrant from the Magistrate Court of Cobb County obtained by CBS 46 alleges that 37-year-old Justin Craig Julian of Ackworth placed a camera in the boys bathroom at Blackwell Elementary School on January 26. The warrant says Julian used the camera to observe two 10 year olds and an eight year old use the urinal. He is charged with three counts of felony, eavesdropping and surveillance. Now, that's not it, the story gets deeper. Now I want to remind you these are felony charges. He has violated the public trust. He was arrested. You know how he got caught? One of the children, one of the very young children found the camera and was horrified, panicked and informed a faculty member of what was in the bathroom. Imagine that, it gets deeper. Julian. Let's put his picture up again. Remind people of who he is. That guy is also charged with first degree cruelty to a child. That's another felony. So we got multiple felonies because one of the children who found the camera in the bathroom was distraught before notifying a teacher at the school. According to the warrant. A Cobb County School District spokesperson sent CBS 46 News the following statement and I quote, As soon as the administration discovered the issue, they immediately reported it to police and are fully cooperating with the investigation. The allegations against a school employee are abhorrent, totally unacceptable and violate our employee code of conduct. Well, you don't say. The employee has been arrested and all applicable laws and district policies will be strongly enforced in every possible way. We ask the community to continue to join us to make sure our schools are safe. Okay, strong words, right? They're saying the right thing here. Police were notified an arrest warrant issued by the magistrate judge. He goes to the pokey, gets arrested, he makes bond immediately. You know why he makes bond immediately? Because the judge decided to set his bond at a whopping $15,000, which means He gets out for $1,500 through the local bonding company. That's what they said is bond at. Now remember, multiple felonies against children. He's on school property, holds a position of significant public trust. And he gets to go home for $1,500. The message is not congruent here, okay? Now, I bring the story to your attention because I always want to remind parents that real monsters do exist in the world. Be vigilant. Make sure you have open lines of communication with your children. Make sure there's an opportunity for engagement. Even if the engagement is uncomfortable, they need to be able to talk to you. They need to be able to tell you what's going on. Predators like this guy who has been alleged in this crime, they seek opportunity Around children. They seek positions of public trust. They seek to be in this line of work. Now, obviously, the vast majority of people who work with children are great people. I was adopted by a school teacher. She's a remarkable woman. But monsters do
1: exist. All right, wise any thoughts here. First we gotta we gotta salute the, the young man who spotted this camera. Uh yeah. the level of vigilance that, that probably took is Kind of amazing. I think about myself as a <laughs> as a mid-30s washed up old man. And my vigilance be slacking sometimes. So the fact that this young man was able to find this, kudos to him because that's probably the only thing that would have put a stop to this. Um, but second, you know, of course, I'm struck by just the sort of slap on the wrist nature of the judicial system when dealing with this guy. We know what tends to happen to people who might. I don't know, damaged property, steal a mm-hmm, car, yep. sell some weed. Uh, like these people, they have the full extent of the law drawn down on him, on them. And to watch this guy with this extremely predatory, dangerous, damaging behavior just be able to hit the streets for fifteen hundred bucks, it, it it boggles the mind.
0: Yeah. It's quite insane. We are going to continue to follow that story. Uh, That story is still developing. We're waiting on the background of this employee so that we can highlight if there's been an issue on record left unchecked by the district. We found that before with other teachers we've covered who have violated the trust of their children uh, in their classroom. HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, children, students, sheltering in place, running, afraid, scared, getting bomb threats. Who can learn in an environment like this? And this is the second round, second time this has happened nationally, specifically to HBCUs within a matter of months. Let me bring your attention to a developing story. At least half a dozen historically black colleges, universities in five states and the District of Columbia were responding to bomb threats yesterday. With many of them locking down their campuses for a time. Both the FBI and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms and Explosives are investigating the agency said in separate statements. Let's put up a picture of a great HBCU president, Dr. Kevin James, who's the president of Morris Brown College. I was able to speak directly to President James today and he said and I quote, historically HBCUs are a safe haven for African American students to receive a quality education. It is unsettling that at this time in history, especially during Black History Month, HBCUs are under such an attack. We are hopeful that local and national authorities take these threats seriously and bring justice to the perpetrator or perpetrators." involved. There's more to this story. Now, I want to remind everyone, HBCUs are near and dear to my heart. I'm a professor at an HBCU. I graduated from an HBCU. I understand the worth, the value, the impact on the culture HBCUs have. This is the second damn time I'm covering massive bomb threats targeted to HBCU campuses around America. In Georgia, Albany State University warned its students and faculty on social media that a bomb threat has been issued to Albany State University's academic buildings. School officials at Southern University A&M College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana told students to stay in their dormitories Monday morning. After search for any suspicious devices, the university gave an all clear later in the day. Normal campus operations were expected to resume today, according to school officials. Howard University, the Vice President Kamala Harris is a graduate from Howard University. Howard University was also the subject of a bomb threat before dawn on Monday, but later gave an all clear to students and staff according to radio station WTOP. In Florida, Dayton Beach Police said in a tweet that they gave the all clear, at the Bethune Cookman campus after school, the school received a bomb threat, but classes were canceled and police said they were going to stay on campus for the rest of the day. Who can learn in that environment? Oh, there's more. Delaware State University, a bomb threat to that campus was made early Monday morning, and police completed a search of the campus by early afternoon. The state, Delaware state president said, and I quote, we are safe for which I am incredibly thankful, but the attempt to disrupt targeted our community because of who we serve and the mission we fulfill. Delaware State President Tony Allen said in a letter to the campus community, the impetus for such a threat cannot be ascribed to anything other than the most primitive form of racism, a form which is neither new, Nor unique in this country. Monday's bomb scares came one day before the start of Black History Month and less than a month after a series of bomb threats were made to multiple HBCUs. What are HBCUs? Historically, Black colleges and universities are institutions of higher education. In the United States that were established before the Civil Rights Act of 1964. With the intention of primarily serving the African American community. Most of these institutions were founded in the years after the American Civil War, and are concentrated in the Southern United States. During the period of segregation in the United States prior to the Civil Rights Act, the great majority of institutions of higher education served predominantly white students and disqualified or limited black American enrollment. These institutions serve a dynamic impact in the United States of America. Many of our black scholars come from HBCUs. Many of our black corporate executives, entrepreneurs, inventors, business owners, and educators. They come from HBCUs, attorneys, HBCUs, right? Here's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid the federal government is treating this like they treated the terrorist attack on January 6th. Oh, you know. It's just a threat. Oh, they didn't really mean it. They everybody's safe. And they won't take it seriously. Now, here's what we know. We know that people have done this before as a way to exploit the vulnerabilities of the facility. They call in a fake threat. They want to see the response time. They want to know what your emergency response protocol is. They do it so that they can understand the weaknesses in your responses. I'm not saying I want that to be the reality, but I am saying this. The federal government, local authorities, school campus security, be on alert. Don't think this is just a prank.
1: Wise thoughts. Yeah, obviously this is extremely disturbing, and you know I think about some of the discourse within the culture surrounding both race and education in the past year or two—critical race theory, et cetera, et cetera—and all the fake boogeymen that have been sort of roused up by right wingers, right? And and also I'm just like, what do people want, right? We know they don't want us to have actual resources to be able to educate ourselves. And so we go off and we form our own institutions to do so outside of the framework of public universities and the public trust, right? And then you can't even do that. They attack those same institutions that, you know, basically arise out of necessity. I wondered like, what do these people want if it's not, you know, Make them do it on their own, and when you see people doing it and thriving, they get mad at that as well. It's, it's really, it's really concerning. And then, yeah, I do wonder about the response. How seriously this stuff will be taken and investigated? What level of resources will be deployed to protect these people? You know, these young people specifically, mm-hmm. um, as as a preventative measure. Uh, it's you know, it's, it's crazy stuff. Yeah, and
0: you kind of answered your own question. Here's what they want. They want black folks to complain and not compete. They are afraid of true competition. And education is a prerequisite, a skill set, a degree, a certification, a credential is a prerequisite to competition in the marketplace. And if they can limit that, restrict it or eliminate it, they will do so because they want you to complain and not compete. All right. We got an update on the story, off duty cop has been charged with hate crimes. He actually recorded himself committing the hate crime. Here's the video.
1: I'm trying to make a left here on the service road and this terrorist is terrorizing me. Come out, whoa, whoa, you're upset because I didn't let you make the U-turn? Mr. Mohammed, please move your car, please. You bastard guy. You f*** your god. You f*** your god. I'll okay, leave me alone. Leave me alone. ISIS. I f***. ISIS. You f*** nobody. Here. What are you gonna do? The TLC. You blocked me. Okay, fine, fine. What, are you do, Falcon, what are you gonna do, Mr. Doctor? What are you gonna do? What? what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?
0: He proceeds to physically attack the man he's being racist against. Let's put up a picture of this New York police officer, all right? This cop literally filmed his own crimes. Riggs Kwong is his name. He has been indicted for third degree assault as a hate crime, third degree menacing as a hate crime, second degree aggravated harassment falsely reporting an incident, improper use of colored or flashing lights and other charges according to prosecutors. Now here's what's fascinating about the list of charges. The reason why they are able to charge him with the hate crime qualifier is because literally he recorded himself being racist against the victim, okay? Let me give you some background. Riggs Kwong, 50 years of age, was hit with these hate crime charges in the one-sided January 15th Malay at Ocean Parkway and Church Avenue. This was in Kingsington, where he beat up an off-duty Uber driver, okay? An off-duty Uber driver named Abdul Matalab, who's 32 years of age. After calling Matalab Muhammad and a terrorist in a mock Arab accent, according to prosecutors, okay? So you saw the cell phone cut off. Here's what happened when the cell phone cut off. Kwong decided to knock Mr. mutalib to the ground and repeatedly punched and kicked him while screaming racial insults at the victim. When Mr. Mutalip finally stood up and tried to walk away, from this cop who was attacking him. Kwong attacked him one last time. The two drivers began fighting after Mitalop cut Kwong off while Kwong was trying to make a turn into a service road. Kwong's racist taunts prior to the beating were captured on cell phone. He took himself. The encounter escalated when Kwong spat on Mitalop, who spat back but never threw a punch prosecutors said, six people called 911. They're looking at this. Six people called 911 during the daytime clash and all reported that Kwong instigated the fight. But when Kwong called the cops, he claimed that it was actually Mr. Mutalib who hit him first. That's your false report. His statement wasn't backed by video evidence, which shows that Mutalib never raised a fist to Kwong at all. Put up his picture again, Officer Kwong, let's put up his picture, all right? He pleaded not guilty Monday afternoon in front of a Brooklyn Supreme Court judge, Raymond Rodriguez, and was escorted out of the courthouse by six NYPD officers. He was immediately suspended after the incident from his job. The 18 year NYPD veteran and father of three was released without bail. Though the prosecutors, they requested it and said, hey, listen, this guy needs a bond. Uh, they said, no, we'll release him on a signature bond. He can get out without paying anything. Now, I want you to remember do you really think this is an isolated incident? Do you think this is the only time Mr. Kwong has been racist, lost his cool? And I know there are people that will say, you know, um, well, Doc, this was just maybe a guy having a bad day. No, this was a racist person exposed, period. I have no tolerance for this at all. Racism permeates in many ways, do you think he's only racist against one group or he's just racist, period? I think this individual is a cancer in policing, absolutely a cancer in the department. And if they don't figure out, I'm talking about policing as an industry, if they don't figure out how to actually and legitimately appropriately hold their own accountable, the us and them mentality that permeates right now, Will remain and only become stronger. Wozni, thoughts?
1: I got too many. Too many. Just the idea that we're still doing this anti-Brown, anti-Islam yeah. rhetoric 20 years after, 20 plus years after 9/11. Um, this is kind of staggering. I, I, because you know, I lived in New York at the time, and I do remember. The anti-Muslim sentiment that permeated the city, and not just within the police and FBI and all of that type of stuff, but the citizenry, right? And I think there's been a lot of work done for people to understand that like that was a sort of mass hysteria and uncalled for amount of, you know, vitriol for these people who were just our fellow citizens and have nothing to do with what some maniacs do on two airplanes, right? Um, but also you you hit it on the head, Dr. Richard. NYPD is never gonna hold this guy accountable and that's why they have no credibility among certain populations within the city. Like this guy, the NYPD should be coming out and saying, this is not what we stand for, this guy's not one of us, he's done, he's excommunicated, we're gonna prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law. This is not what NYPD does, this is not what our mission statement is about, but they're not. And so how how can you know certain citizens within the city view this, you know this institution as any kind of credible, it seems yeah. to me. Yeah,
0: and they want rules to apply to them differently. They are workers of the government, they are funded by taxpayers. They are considered public servants and accountable to the citizen, accountable to the taxpayer, but they want to be special. All right, we got more on the other side is indisputable stick and stay. really good comments. Before I go to the comments, let me remind everybody the watch list with the big homie J R Jackson live weekdays 12 PM Eastern time, 9 AM Pacific time. Find out stories that you should pay, uh, pay attention to news, politics, culture, current events, sports, and more. This is a 10 week te- test series on TYT. Here's how you support it, all right? This is, first of all, an amazing freaking show. It really is. The content JR covers is, I mean, it's the extreme, all right? He goes from here to here and you feel fed, all right? You feel full at the end of it. So very proud of the show. Watch live Monday through Friday. You can go to youtube.com forward slash TYT or facebook.com forward slash watchlisttyt. We got a petition. We got a petition. TYT Investigates recently published an exclusive story about the family's secret role in Guatemala, politics, and how the organization's intervention has massively eroded human rights and LGBTQIA rights in the country. We're calling on Democrats to boycott the National Prayer Breakfast, which is run by the organization The Family. Sign the petition at tyt.com forward slash petitions. This is for them to join people like Senator Tim Kaine and others. Uh, to publicly refuse, publicly send a real statement, refuse to attend the national prayer breakfast, ladies and gentlemen. I wish a Karen Wood.
1: You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a In- Sunday? You're, you're I gonna still to Back off! I said, tell them there's an African American man threatening my life." And I can't wait for everyone. Use oh. cracks. Very
0: well, thank you. You're not going to say my son has flaws. <laughs> cool. we can you get, we
1: can you you leave. Time, so no, can I don't leave. have to leave. <laughs> that's <okay>. calm down, <laughs> we've let's paid. calm down, let's calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to ruin my name. You day. are not going to say my what? son has flaws. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Everybody I has really flaws said. and that's why I love them. Yes. Uh, you can well leave, Judy. Yeah, like You don't have flaws. You can leave. I you can get out of my wedding now. I'm not leaving. That's what you're wearing.
0: Okay. Huh? I'm not getting out. out. Try it and I'll have you well, no, arrested. Tony, way. get her out of here. Just this
1: is not right. Yeah, this free. is not. Let's respect the lady. I'm not but leaving. Good. Show some right. well, this, You these. show them. let us just calm oh. down. Hey, hey, we don't need this. fine. We don't need this. I don't want to hear these walls about. All right, Can't
0: nobody marry my son but me. I couldn't couldn't help it, I'm sorry. Um, Obviously, (laughs) that was bad, all right. So obviously, (laughs) the mother of the groom, (laughs) who says she paid for the wedding is not happy about a word. The word flaw, everybody has flaws, all right? it seemed as if there's she needs to learn how to let go. Let me put it that way, because at this point you've already received the marriage license. It may have even been signed before the ceremony, which technically means they're already married. And you say wedding crasher, wedding wedding crasher Karen. You say that you paid for it. I mean, damn, you can't exactly get a refund at this point. <laughs> I might as well let them go through with it. What's what are your thoughts here, man?
1: I mean, we already know that Karenicity is colorblind, but can Karenicity <laughs> read the room? Jesus, <laughs> God Almighty! Like. You know, <laughs> when they tell you "Speak now, forever hold your peace," that's re- that's just rhetorical, guys. You're not actually supposed to say anything while these people are doing their thing and trying to get married. It's just the anger and the rage was just so palpable, of just ah uh, such disdain. But you know what they say about moms with their sons, Doctor Richie? Well, listen, uh, the woman he was
0: marrying, uh, she had no problem walking up on his mama. I mean, damn! <laughs> you don't walked up on his mama in church in the middle of your wedding. I mean, you know, I all <sighs> listen. I wish them all the luck in the world. I hope they are one big happy family today. But that's a <laughs> hell of a way to start a
1: marriage. <laughs> okay, yeah, that 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 was tough. She 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 stepped up and was ready though. She was, wasn't she? She didn't flinch at all. All right,
0: I got something for you. Double dose.
1: You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? Know. You're gonna feel free! Back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Good. How are you? said, how are you? I am that. Right. Officer Berringer. Yes. Officer Dorial. Yes. This is the manager. So what happened, manager? You called the cops on me after what? Uh, I just wanted to see what you're talking So you called the cops on her you called her because you didn't ask him anything? I you just, You case. did not ask everyone else. You only asked him, and I don't know what you said, and then you skipped this two white people that was here, and you came straight to us, Sorry, I the, black, the black person. I got you on recording, so if you want, I can show it. That's not a problem. Now, what happened? Do you call on the cops on everybody here? Or, do you ask them
0: it's okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's definitely not it's okay. not okay. You don't call a cop on resident that's that's not what you do. but it's okay. Call call. what he should have done, done, what you should have done was he should have went to his manager to his boss and asked, that's what that's not that has nothing to do with calling a cops. You, and you are here, so I'm gonna record. Here. It doesn't matter. We're here yeah, to
1: make sure that okay
0: supposed to be here. I'm inside a resident That'll- I'm just waiting for the time, at least one time when the responding officer looks at the person who called the cop and says, why did you call us? I mean, what's illegal here? What's the problem? Don't act as if it's strange that a person who is simply living, existing, being in their skin. Don't think it's strange that they're irritated by your presence, your questions, your accusation, and your racism. Don't think that's strange. It would be strange if they were not offended by it. Of course they are offended. Let me give you some background to this story. Luke Maynard is the photographer and soccer trick shot performer, all right? Got a bunch of videos on YouTube, goes by Mr. NYC on TikTok. He was the black man recording the experience. Let's put up a picture of the individual who called the cops. He's the manager, okay? The incident took place at the Hamilton Cove apartment in Weehawken, New Jersey, and the video has now gone viral. And hundreds of comments from users expressing their anger over the way the manager handled the situation are in the comments section. Hamilton Cove has not yet responded to any request for comment from what reporting has been done so far. Uh, they are touted as a luxury apartment brand uh, and currently available. They have a one bedroom uh, that's basically $3,000 a month. You know, So obviously this man was racially profiled. Uh, there was an assumption he did not belong. They decided to call the police in order to bring a gun to the situation and they were completely mistaken in their predetermined judgment. Of this black male. Watson, what are your thoughts here?
1: Man, it's it's rare that I advocate for the firing of anybody who's in a job, right? Uh, cause we all make mistakes. And obviously, in a society where you're basically left to your own devices and you're on your own, um, you need a job to survive, right? So I would rarely call for the firing of anybody in their job, but man, this is just piss poor work on the part of this manager. How the, yep. f- how the hell do you not know who your residents are? Um, mask and no masks, right? Like You should know who the residents of, these, of this building is, who belongs where. It shouldn't be that hard to identify who these people are. It shouldn't just be that, no, nah, there's just no way a black person could be in this gym. And let me call the police on them. That's just absurd to me. This is a guy that's just in dereliction of his duties as a building manager. And then again, and I'm glad you said that about the cop. The person he should be browbeating right now is the freaking manager, is the person who erroneously called police to the scene of a guy working out in his yep. building's gym, right? And then the attitude is always like, look, man, we're going to let you stay. You pay just as much rent as everybody else to be here. <laughs> we're allowing you to use the amenities black person. You know you don't deserve none of this, even when you pay for it, even when you earn it, you're lucky.
0: Yeah, and that's the attitude of a lot of these individuals who demand you show them ID or demand you show them a document. And I've said this before and I stand by it. It's the equivalent of saying, where are your freedom papers? Mm -hmm. You can't move freely around here without documentation. It's the same ideology involved When somebody stops a black person they have profiled and demands they provide documentation to prove why they should be able to exist in that environment. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Let me read as many comments as I can. Colorado blue blaze regular Way to make another couple's wedding. All about you, Karen. What a monster in body and spirit. <laughs> um Mickey see the Silver hat Dragon. Uh, none of us wonders why the bride had to stand up uh to the um MIO and the groom didn't. He's probably terrified of mommy dearest. Uh, yeah, he don't want any of that smoke. I mean, he was just trying to get through his day. Uh Miss Gazelle, that's a mama's boy mother who loves her son and hates his new wife, lol. Yep, that's right, Courtney, the SLP exercising while black. Got a new one, there it is. Wuzzle 1967, I hate how they tried to get him to calm down. I I, I do too, I hate that. Like, wait a minute, I'm the guy that's supposed to be upset. It would be a problem if I wasn't upset, okay? Why are you not upset this is happening right now? You need to be upset at who called you over here, because this is a waste of your time and mine. (laughs) Start and park racing, this dude should should be marrying his mom. (laughs) No, he shouldn't. Nazis, yeah, Nazis are in a state that's known for harboring racist people. We're talking about Florida. Here's a video.
1: You get the buck You white like power. To no, look, you'll get your flag. Go, go ahead. Right. Tell the cops. Look. Oh, well, now he's getting swung on. Don't, don't don't stop it. Don't back up.
0: Those are thugs, all right? Savages. Uh, they call themselves white supremacists, the white dumbasses. And these cowards <laughs> are in the state of Florida, right? Do you think Governor DeSantis is outraged by this behavior in his state? No, do you think his spokesperson is appalled at this behavior? No, they're giving these people cover and I have the proof. This happened over the weekend in Orlando, Florida. These thugs attacked people. They were racist against people and showed their true selves, right? Stopanti-Semitism.org was able to take a picture and write some of their quotes. Let's put it up. What did they say? The Jew is the devil. Jews rape children and drink their blood. Jews brought slaves here. Horrific anti-Semitic, anti-black rally is happening right now in Orlando, Florida orchestrated by white supremacist Eddie McBride and his group NSM. Why the local PD allowing this? Great question. You know what was absent? Police. You know why they were absent? Hell, they probably were there as white nationalists, okay? That's a very real possibility here. What is the local government saying? What is their reaction? Christina Pushaw, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis spokesperson reacted by wondering whether they are actually Nazis. What did Christina say? Do we even know they're Nazis? Or is this a stunt like the white nationalist who crashed the Yonkin rally in Charlottesville and turned out to be dim staffers? I trust Florida law enforcement to investigate, investigate, and I'm awaiting their conclusions. <laughs> you see what they're doing, right? I mean, she poses a question, I mean, are these real Nazis? I mean, really, are they Nazis? I know they say they're Nazis, and they wear clothes that says we are Nazis. And they have Nazi symbols, and they are racist, but are they really? After the blowback online she later deleted that ridiculous tweet. What about DeSantis? What about the governor, right? DeSantis on Monday declined to specifically condemn that Nazi rally. Instead, what did he choose to do? Attack Democrats. Here's the quote DeSantis, the governor of Florida said this. So what I'm going to say is these people, those Democrats who are trying to use this as some type of political issue to try to smear me is it as if I had something to do with it. We're not playing their game. That's what the governor said when pressed about these racist people in his state. He pivots to blame Democrats while Providing protection to these supposed white nationalists. He did not condemn them specifically. He just said, you know what? You know, they're jackasses. That's all. You know, that's it. He said, and I quote, some jackasses doing this on the street, first of all, state law enforcement is going to hold them accountable. I didn't see it because they were doing stuff on the overpass. He said before returning to criticizing Democrats. I'm not going to have people try to smear me who belong to a political party that has elevated anti-Semites to the halls of Congress. Once again attacking Democrats, DeSantis says singling out Representative Omar. Wow, why would they do that? Why would they want to elevate a half dozen malcontents and try to make this an issue for for political gain. Failing to deal with the reality of racist people. And here's the here's the thing, right? He doesn't want to offend racist people. You know why he doesn't want to offend racist white people? Because he needs their vote. He needs them to sign up for his little newly created militia for the state. He needs them to continue to protest and do riots and uh threaten violence at school board meetings. He needs their vote. He needs the racist vote and he knows it. So he's trying his absolute damnness not to ever offend a racist white person in the state of Florida. Wise any thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of clear that DeSantis is tried to model himself as a sort of Kirkland brand version Mm. of Donald Trump if you will, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, This goes right out of the playbook of some of them were good people in Charlottesville, right? This is right out of that same playbook. He's basically emulating Trump at every single turn and never, ever, 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 ever condemning the acts of horrible, abhorrent white people is rule number one in that playbook. So that doesn't surprise me. But you know, it, 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 to me, it goes back to those people, right? They feel so powerless and helpless in our country. They think their little rally is gonna somehow, you know. Eradicate the country of Jewish people who are obviously just as American as anybody else, or black people like you or I, Dr. Richie, who are just as American, just as patriotic as anybody else. It's sad. That little rally was sad. It was like seven people. And my problem, honestly, is you start taking swings at people, you start attacking people. The police should be on your ass. You know, God forbid that was some Antifa or Black Lives Matter if One white person that got touched, we shutting that whole thing down. Mm -hmm. I don't know why these people are allowed to act so violently and ridiculously and police don't do anything.
0: Yeah, you know why, we just don't agree with the why. There's a young guy who was shot unarmed by the police, a settlement has just been reached. Let me remind you of the video, here it is.
1: Down the road, Put down the road. your hands in the air, do it now! Get your hands in the air! Do it now! Turn it up! Turn
0: it Get down! You're not f***ing
1: I got him, I got him. I got him. You're good. You're good. you go! Help me! me! Don't 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 like go don't don't me! You're good. You're good. You're good. me! are go. Help
0: him, help him. We have a near We ambulance. Subject. Suspect.
1: 3269. You can't do Where's
0: the gun? He was complying with the demands of the officer. Let's show some of his injuries. Not only was he injured in his stomach, his leg, and his head. Okay? Here's the update to this horrific tragedy. Council members approved a $650,000 settlement for a case in which two officers shot Mr. Jerry Smith Jr. who they had cornered on the top of their building in 2017. The settlement is pending full common council approval. It is expected to receive that approval. Police had responded to a call. Here's your background. They responded to a call of someone with a gun near North 29th and West Wales Street. Jerry Smith, 19 at the time, fled officers as as they approached to talk to him. One of the officers thought he saw a gun-shaped object in his pants. I mean, damn, who who are you, Superman? You saw a gun-shaped object in his pants. It was not a gun. Mr. Smith did, in fact, surrender, and he was still shot. The police body camera footage from one of the officers, Adam Stahl, shows Smith has spread his arms and fingers as and officer Melvin Finkley approached with guns drawn. While Smith gets to the ground, the two officers shot at him at close range. So once again, they're playing hide the pickle as far as pictures and more information about the officers involved. So we couldn't confirm all of the photos, but we do have Uh, the police chiefs between 2017 and 2018. Let's put up the pictures. I got both of them, Edward A. Flynn and Alfonso Morales. Those were the guys in charge during this debacle that could have ended in death would have been a murder. Well, you may wonder are the cops being held accountable. Okay. Smith survived but suffered permanent partial paralysis in his right leg despite undergoing several surgeries. That's according to Daniel Storm, a private investigator working on Smith's federal civil rights lawsuit against the city. Let's put up a picture of the deputy chief DA, his name is Kent. Let's put his picture up, all right? That's your deputy district attorney. He concluded, that both officers Stahl and Finkley have been justified in using deadly force as they believed Smith was armed or was reaching for a gun. No gun was ever found according to the reports because no gun was ever present. The officers had contended they were protected by qualified immunity, a doctrine that shields government officials, including police officers, Accused of constitutional violations in civil litigation pursuant to their law enforcement duties, the city appealed to the US District Court Judge Lynn Alderman's ruling against the officers qualified immunity protection, all right? In August 2021, a panel of the 7th US Circuit Court of Appeals dismissed the qualified immunity appeal for the officers returning the matter to the district court for further proceeding. You saw what I saw. Let's bring two things back to the conversation, common sense and humanity. You saw a teenager who was complying, unarmed, getting on the ground and he was shot and could have been killed. He has been severely injured because of these cops. His life has been transformed forever. It's amazing to me that the people who preach responsibility do not want it applied to them. This should have been a criminal case. Wise, what are your thoughts on this
1: Yes yeah, just exactly as you said he's ruined this, this young man's life by paralyzing him obviously and the video clearly states that the dude was getting on the ground I, again I, I just can't understand how scary and how scared these dudes are always 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 I feared for my life you have a gun <laughs> You're flanked by about three, four other dudes with guns and it's one guy. How could you be that scared as a dude is falling to the ground, right? And you know they want us to call these people heroes, etc. The bravest people around, yet they're always freaking scared. It's, it's, it's one of the, the weirdest things. And again, like I, I don't know how this is the right way to do policing. How can you watch that video and come away from from it saying, no, this guy did his job perfect. This is exactly what we expect out of police, it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, we're going to continue to follow the story. The settlement has not been fully approved yet. And the uh, district court can still make a ruling about, about qualified immunity. We'll
1: give you the update as it comes. Brother, thank you for being on the show. How can people follow you, man? Uh, yeah, just Big Waz on every single social media platform, that's B-I-G-W-O-S. Of course, check out uh, Woznia on the TYT Twitch stream. We're doing that tonight at 5.30 Pacific Standard Time. Um, I've added a new addition to the family, Dr. Richie. I got added a kitten named Mimi. We're going to do the Mimi reveal nice. live on Twitch tonight. <laughs> Everybody's going to get to meet Mimi. So please check it out tonight on the oh, TYT man, Twitch stream. Awesome. Of course, check us out on the ringer.com.
0: Always a pleasure, brother. Thank you, man. Remember, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.